need a big truck. Blog Talk Radio. The following is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Coming up, third. Tuned in to the official podcast of the Sport of Harness Racing Post Time with Mike and Mike, with your hosts Mike Carter, and number one thousand for the third time, Aaron Merriman wins, and Mike Bozage. Down to the finish, turn in a game winning the Betsy Ross over Caviar Alley and Apple Bottom Jeans, one forty nine and two, unbelievable. Of Hoops Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the USTA and Bet America. Mike Carter joining you live from the Post Time with Mike and Mike studios in Columbus, Ohio. What a fantastic show we have coming up for you here this morning. We're going to be talking to Jim Miller about the opening of Hawthorne Racecourse. What an exciting season they have to offer coming up uh, here over the next uh, few weeks as they kick off their extended harness racing season on Saturday, February the 15th. Uh, Jim Miller will talk about some of the changes to the wagering menu. We'll talk about the $2 pick six. Uh, while it doesn't seem like a huge thing, it was a big social media hit uh, over the past couple of days. People questioning Jim as to why they were doing it that way. Um, so we'll talk with Jim Miller about that. We're going to go to Saratoga for another racetrack opening. Mike Sardella, the track announcer at storied Saratoga Hotel Casino, who opens their 79th season of racing on Sunday. We'll talk about the uh, changes that have taken place out at Saratoga, including the $5,000 guaranteed pick fives that are going to take place on Sunday and Monday, giving betters some extreme value to kick off the meet. Jess Gotten from Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment joins to talk about the post-time and wagering changes that took place last weekend, kind of see, you know, how successful it was from a handle standpoint. And joining us now from Tietrick Racing is the one and only Ashley Tietrick, who will talk about a special partnership that they have created. Ashley, good morning. How are you? 
Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, speaking of partnerships, and before we get into what we wanted to talk about, we had an excellent interview uh, here at the USDA with uh, Tim down in Lexington talking about his roots. And actually, uh, I, I see you guys have shared it, so I'm assuming you've seen it. And uh, it turned out really good, but it's really cool to kind of hear Tim talk about his roots and where he came from. Oh, it was an awesome piece. I, I really appreciate you guys, you know, kind of going out of your way to do that. Um, you know, it's just kind of like the Disney story, you know, from the tack room to the Hall of Fame. And uh, he's a hardworking dude. And, and if you know him, he's he's a grinder. So it's an honor to be recognized. And uh, it's really cool. Thanks for that piece. All right. I hit my mute button there and couldn't get it back to come on there for a second. But uh, let's talk a little bit about this big partnership that you guys have created with ErnstBenz.com. Uh, they are a group that creates timepieces. Um, it looks like the from the you know hints that you guys gave. I saw the horseshoes. We didn't quite see the clock. I wasn't a hundred percent sure what you guys were coming up with. Tell us a little bit about how this partnership kind of came about and uh, what it's all about. Yeah, I kind of um, I enjoy the mystery of things and the unfolding of of um, great partnerships. And so this has been really fun for me and uh, my friend, John Adamski, who does a lot of graphic design with me. Um, so we've kind of left a little bit of the details out, but I'm going to fill you guys in today, if you don't mind. And um, I was contacted by a really good friend, um, John Hawk, who has been an incredible uh, avid horse owner for 40 years. But his resume within NASCAR is one of the most incredible stories I've ever heard. He, has, he was a part of the – he was one of the key components of the restructure and resurgence of NASCAR and just happens to be a huge harness racing fan and an owner. And he had called me and said, hey, listen, I was curious if you were interested in, you know, this project. I think that teacher racing – you know, should kind of step up and, and move on to sponsorships. And he said he had recommended Earn Spends because Leo, the owner, happens to be an incredible philanthropist. And the work that they have done in the past spoke just volumes. Um, they do uh, – he created a timepiece series for the Mario Batali watch. They gave over a half a million dollars to the Food Bank of NYC – um, they did a huge piece, uh, like a, a 500 specialty pieces for the Dan Marino Foundation, where he creates and builds schools for autistic children. And so I was just blown away by, by Leo and what he has created within Ernst Benz. Um, they are a predominant watch company um, headquartered. Uh, watches are made in Switzerland. And he had called, and we had chatted for a while. And um, so we've decided to move forward with the partnership and uh, it's pretty interesting. We are going to create three tiers of watches together, and a large percentage of each of those watch sales will directly benefit new vocations. So um, it's really exciting. You know, one thing about the sport of harness racing is its big presence in the aftercare market. I mean, we see groups like New Vocations and, you know, Save Our Standard Breads and things of that sort. And the STA coming along now um, over the next uh, few months, they're going to be uh, giving out grants and things of that sort. And aftercare is so important to not just harness racing as a whole, uh, but horse racing um, as a whole because of everything going on. You know, aftercare has kind of become more of the forefront 
uh, of the conversation. And, you know, things like this, Ashley, uh, I believe, will be, you know, what helps kind of keep them kind of keep them going and focus some of that attention to them. And, you know, one thing about it and one thing teacher gracing does a great job of is marketing to that, you know, we're telling some of those stories that maybe those in the, uh, in the sport or outside of our sport don't get to necessarily hear. I think you're absolutely right. I think that one of the things harness racing has truly lacked in the past is not that we never did care about aftercare in the past because we always have. But I think right. that the people within harness racing are very humble and they don't like to carry on about what they did for aftercare or the money that they've donated or the horses that they've donated in the past. And that's always been kind of kept privately. And I think that has turned into a misconception um, majorly to the basic public. And I think just by sharing the information of, of, how important aftercare is for us. You know, one of the things that the reason Tim and I work so closely with new vocations is not that we like them the best and, and that the others aren't good because that's not true at all. What it is is our, we love the motto that new vocation sets is we don't want these horses to ever have to be in a poor situation. So let's be proactive and get them right off the track and be a service to horsemen and rather than being reactive, you know, that, that whole world of get them right off the track, teach them the new job, because there is a learning curve when you come from the racetrack world to the riding horse world. And the whole partnership with Ernst Benz is going to be centered around showing people that we love our horses and we, we want to show them, you know, that we do care. And there's lots of money and lots of people doing great things in aftercare um, the partnerships that New Vocations has on the thoroughbred side is incredible, and we hope that Ernst Benz brings an ounce of that, and they have already proved to us that they are going above and beyond. Um, in fact, the, the, this middle-tier watch that we will be creating together, which the prototypes aren't complete yet, so we're letting people still kind of wonder what the heck we're doing. Um, <laughs> but that middle-tier watch is going to be a beautiful timepiece, and that's going, we, they have already informed me that they are donating 100% of one watch to go directly to the charity of our choice. So we are kind of spinning our wheels thinking, you know, what can we do with this one watch to maximize its, its you know, profits and, and go on to do great things. But it was a monster gesture by Ernst Benz. And um, thank you to Leo and the connections. And uh, we are honored to be a part of it, to be completely honest with you. Now, if you've never looked at the Ernst Benz website, I'm kind of scrolling as we're talking here. And I mean, just the quality of these watches uh, from a men's and a women's standpoint is just impeccable. So when you're buying these things, obviously the money is going to go to a good cause um, with the one watch. But, you know, when you're buying these pieces, it's not something that you're going to get and just, you know, it's going to be dead in a year. It looks like these are high quality items that are, uh, are going to be special pieces. These are investments, correct? You know, um, Ernst Benz, you know, creates watches for lifetime and longevity. Um, you know, they're, they're precision pieces. Um, and this, these are items that you will be able to hand down to your family members. And they're, they're just beautifully, beautiful and impeccably made, very sturdy. One of the things that we love about, um, we're so appreciative that we're in, in that, 
in that middle-tiered watch, um, only 25 will be made. And we are wow. hoping, and this isn't completed yet, but in that middle-tier watch, those timepieces of the 25, the number one watch is going to be the one that goes to charity. And this is going to be the the partnership of the Tim Teacher Call of Fame watch. So we're hoping in, you know, when when Tim is retired and his legacy is left behind, uh, these watches will go on for many, many years. And, you know, we have faith that, well, Ernst Benz has proven that their timepieces are impeccable for years and years to come. Um, and so we are just, you know, it, it was for us, we thought it was the right move in the right direction. And, you know, we're ready to take harness racing to the next level. Um, I think that sponsorships and partnerships are going to be uh, what moves our business forward and changes. Um, the, the partnership I have with Don Hawk, uh, like I mentioned before, his, him being a, such a key component to the resurgence of NASCAR, um, you know, if he were to step into this business uh, with, with me or with someone that loved it as much as I do, you know, it, it would be re, he wouldn't have to reinvent the wheel. He's already re, he's already created that wheel, and and he's going to help us kind of maybe take this industry to the next level. So I want to say thank you to Leo from Earn Spends as he's really a pioneer in the resurgence of harness racing. Wow, that's an amazing, amazing partnership. Well, Ashley, I'm sure that uh, people will want to know how they can find out uh, more information about this. Uh, where can we send them, and where would, can they find out more information about when these timepieces will be available? Well, keep checking at earnspends.com. Take a look at their watches. Let us know what you like, what you love, what you don't like. We love that feedback. Um, pay attention to Teachrick Racing's uh, social media. You can find us on Twitter at Teachrick Racing, on Facebook at Tim Teachrick Racing, and, of course, Instagram. Um, we'll be kind of shooting out announcements. We're going to do a lot of smaller items too. you know, if when we're kind of stuck between decisions, when we're making um, choices for the final product, maybe our fans and our public can be a big help in us making decisions. So keep checking in with what we're doing. We're hoping by May, June, we have the actual prototype ready up and for sale. And then maybe later on in the year, maybe around Lexington select time, uh, that that charity watch will be up and rolling, and uh, we'll let you know how you can bid on it. Perfect, uh, perfect opportunity for a uh, Christmas present there towards the year end, then, huh? Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> that would be a perfect item. All right, Ashley. We'll certainly appreciate talking with you. And uh, listen, thanks so much for the idea, by the way, for the Tim Teacher video. For those who don't know how uh, we at the USTA get some of our ideas, sometimes we're approached about maybe uh, doing something. And, you know, it, it's one of those things we love to get people to uh, tell us what you want to see and give us story ideas. And I'll tell you what, I would have never come up with uh, this on my own. So, Ashley, I appreciate the uh, you helping us come up with the idea of kind of, you know, shooting something from Tim's roots uh, way back when he got started in the industry. Well, well, thank you guys. I mean, it was kind of <laughs> one of those things that I kind of forgot as well. And when we walked into the barn, he said, I lived there. I said, lived where? He said, in that tech room. And I, <laughs> I forgot. And so, you know, it was just such a cool story. And it's, 
it's kind of what it's a dream come true for him and uh it's an honor for me to tell the story and i i have a lot more to say than he does so i'm happy to tell the story <laughs> <laughs> all right ashley thanks so much hey thanks guys take care thanks for having me yep all right that was ashley teacher from teacher gracing lots of great things coming up uh over the next couple of months with their partnership with Ernst Benz. We're going to take a quick time out. Mike Sardella is in the on-deck circle. You've got post time with Mike and Mike, presented by the USTA in Bet America. We'll be right back. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspire, is your home for daily thoroughbred horse racing conversation. Join host Jason Beam as he discusses racing from around the country, interviews jockeys, trainers, media personalities, and horse players every Monday through Friday. The show can be found at Twinspires.com or on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspires. Foundation has the power to bring a life-changing experience to any child. We introduce youth to the horses and skills that build confidence, friendships, and a lifelong love of harness racing. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Check out the complete list of Harness Horse Youth Foundation camps and activities at hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a lift chair or scooter to help with your mobility needs? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application or contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. If eligible, you may receive funding. Mike are you a harness racing trainer or driver? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2018 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2019 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through November 30th. For the drivers and trainers that are currently participating in the challenge and donate $100, they will receive a Pacing for the Cure long sleeve t-shirt or baseball cap. For a $250 donation, the driver or trainer will receive two tickets to the annual party. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers and trainers. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the USTA and Bet America. Mike Carter, live from the Post Time with Mike and Mike Studios in Columbus, Ohio. Thanks so much for taking time out to join us here this morning. We're joined now by track announcer Mike Sardella from Saratoga Hotel Casino. Mike, what's going on this morning? How are you? Just uh, getting ready for uh, season number 79 here at the uh, Spa Oval. Well, before we talk about racing at the spa and things of that sort, we'd be remiss if uh, we didn't speak uh, real quickly about Bullet Bob Meyer and uh, obviously his untimely passing this year, excuse me, at the end of last year. Uh, very uh, sad to hear about. But, you know, Bullet Bob was a staple at Yonkers Raceway for a long time. And then he actually got to, uh, he filled in for you for the uh, better part of the end of his career. 
Well, it's it's interesting. It's it's actually real emotional for me because he was the person who was our announcer at Saratoga when uh, they took me on as a backup slash apprentice, and he had no hesitation with bringing a at the time twenty one year old in and uh, <laughs> helping helping me, even though my you know my style is wound wound up being quite a bit different uh, than than his. Uh, but but he was always great to me, um, and then in turn, when when I got the job and he expressed some interest in, in still filling in, we we kept him kept him uh, kept him going right up until uh, the end of 2018, where he still um, still had a little bit left in the tank. Just an amazing amazing story about how that all kind of came about. We'll touch on uh, more about how you got into announcing here in just a few minutes, but let's talk a little bit about the 79th season at Saratoga Hotel and Casino. Lots of great things coming up. Uh lots of great uh things for the betters coming up on opening weekend Sunday and Monday with the $5,000 guaranteed pick 5. What other changes can betters kind of or patrons kind of look forward to? Yeah, so I'm not sure that we have a lot of changes per se. Um, in the last few years, there have been there there have been some things going on there from the the wagering standpoint, from the betting platform, and and the pick five has been something we've really been trying to push, um, and and kind of finding our daytime niche, which we've kind of uh, kind of found now, at least at least temporarily, as we know in this business, things change all the time. Um, but 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 we're we're in that daytime niche, and and it seems like the pick five has been something that fans have liked and. You know, to be honest, I wasn't sure. Our, our pick five starts on the first race every day. I wasn't sure that that was going to be something that, that really worked out, but it seems to have. Um, so people have been, been getting on board there. And, and yeah, the $5,000 guarantee, you know, I, it's always, whenever we have a carryover, a guarantee, as, as I'm sure it is for, for everybody, um, it, it really seems to blow up. So hopefully that'll be the case here in the first few days and, and moving forward into the uh, start and into the bulk of the meet. I know one thing about those wagers, uh, from my standpoint anyway, is, you know, if I'm sitting in an OTB somewhere, I'm seeing that the first track of the day is get ready to go off. And on Sundays and on Mondays, it looks like that's going to be Saratoga. And, you know, it gives me kind of something to jump into a little bit and kind of, you know, say, okay, let's, you know, let's kick off the day right. And, you know, one of the big things about the guaranteed wagers for those who aren't familiar with the program is uh, we provide the past performances on the USTA website at handicapping.ustrotting.com, which allows people to get those past performances for free. And, you know, one thing about the state of New York, Mike, and I know you know this uh, from having called races there, is if the pick five isn't hit, they don't pay out any anything uh it all carries over to the next racing day and that can provide for some pretty big value as we saw at uh, buffalo raceway last night six thousand dollar carryover led to a twenty thousand dollars in new money it's pretty amazing yeah i mean i think it's a great thing that it carries over because i think the whole purpose for the most part of making that wager is to try to make the score right kind of hit hit the big number yep um and to do a four out of five and a consolation is a little bit less inspiring. Yeah, it does pump the money out a little bit, uh, maybe distribute it a little bit. But I think the whole appeal of that wager in general is to try to, you know, maybe be the only one to take down the pool or, or um, you know, shoot for that big number. So I like the fact that, that, that New York does the carryover. Um, and, and obviously when we do have one, and like, like you mentioned last night, and that's certainly something that we've seen, maybe not in, the, in those numbers, but, but, not far off of it when we have a carryover like that it really seems to 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 drive the better into that into that wager 
Now let's talk a little bit about the race at Saratoga. Um, obviously, the last few years, the Joe Garrity Memorial has been a very big night for you guys. And, you know, the competitiveness of the racing at Saratoga Hotel Casino is uh, probably second to none uh, throughout the state of New York. I mean, you guys uh, have pretty competitive races, good amount of favorites versus not so favorites. It's really kind of come together uh, over the past 10, 15 years or so. Tell us a little bit about the racing out there and uh, what fans uh, can look forward to. You know, I always kind of say that we're a little underrated when it comes to that. I, I think our quality of course and the quality of racing is, is fantastic here. I really do. I know it sounds like a company line, but it's really true. Um, you know, our, our opens are, are really strong. Our race secretary, PJ Avino, does a good job putting the opens together. Um, you know, whether it's assigning posts or handicapping a little bit, and our opens wind up being extremely competitive. Um, and even at the lower levels, now we have had a little bit of a de- decrease or decline in claimers um, over the last two years. I don't know if that's industry-wide or what, but, um, you know, we're, we're going for $15 million in purses this year, you know, highlighted by the Garrity on, on July 18th, where we always get a star-studded cast. And, you know, I, I really think our, our quality of racing is extremely high, and the more that we get seen and, and – um, I, I think people start to appreciate that. Yeah, we, we're not a big one-to-nine type track. Um, you know, I, I think we, harness racing has had that stigma in, in, in years uh, past, but I, I don't think that's the case for us. You know, I don't know the exact percentage of, of the betting favorites right. that win, but we're, we're not a big one-to-nine, one-to-five chalk fest all the time. You know, and hopefully, obviously, for the, from the betting standpoint, we're even less of that moving forward. Now, Mike, obviously, uh, you got started kind of like I did at a young age, you know, just took a little bit of an interest in the announcer and a little bit of uh, harness racing or horse racing in general. Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got involved uh, in announcing races. Well, my my involvement was was fairly simple. Um, You know, my brother's a trainer at the track. I had a little bit of interest as a fan, you know, growing up. I say growing up, not until, you know, I was 16, 17, 18 um, and I graduated broadcasting school with a full intent on being a sports. I'm a sports nut. I'm an absolute <laughs> sports uh, enthusiast. So I figured I was going to be right into the sports realm. And um, as I was doing that, I decided to see if I could maybe be a backup or call some qualifiers. And, and um, with, with the boss at the time, Skip Carlson, who's still at our, at our, our facility, and, uh, and Bullet Bob Meyer was, was more than happy to have me you know, become a backup for him. I called one race every night. Um, and I, I started at 21. So I was lucky in that regard to get started at a, at a young age. And, um, you know, I like to still think I'm somewhat young, but uh, I don't know if that's true anymore. But, you know, I, I, I flipped the calendar and I look, and now I've been doing it almost 20 years, not on a full-time basis. But, you know, I called my first race in 2001. So um, I can't believe it's been that long. This is my 16th, I believe, 15th or 16th season now full-time uh at saratoga and i'm just a saratoga guy i i I enjoy it i enjoy the racing i enjoy the camaraderie i I love the sport um and i enjoy you know the the announcing trying not to stay stale you know that's 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 one trick that that isn't easy in in our business is to um try to be fresh without trying to be a showstopper or or you know a, a show stealer so that's, that's always been my intent, and I really, I genuinely enjoy what I do, and I hope that that, that comes off to the, to the betting public and the fans. You know, that's one thing uh, when I was a full-time announcer at Buffalo, and now I still fill in from time to time. You know, it, it's always that 
you want to make every race seem fun, but not go over the top, obviously. And that's one of those things that you kind of have to teach yourself as you kind of go along. And, and, you know, let's talk, you know, we'll use the Garrity as an example. I mean, you call, you know, everything on Garrity night from some of the lower level conditions to the Garrity. And then of course, sometimes you have a race or two afterwards. And it's one of those things you just have to train your mind to be able to turn the page and just keep on rocking. That's it. I mean, it's, 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 difficult in some regards you know on a half mile track sometimes there's races that just aren't conducive to a ton of excitement um but but people are betting their money or watching the race that you know their horse whether they're a trainer owner um they want to have some level of enjoyment to it and 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 this is supposed to be fun but try to keep it fun for people um without trying to be over the top you know and and like you said it is kind of a fine line there's a little bit of that 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 area that you try to find that pocket of not being too much, and, and, and I think when I started, maybe I was, um, and, and trying to find. But, but the bottom line is to be right and be professional um, and be, you know, I, I want people to say, oh, he called that horse at the wire, then that's who won. You know, or, or you know, I, I want to be correct and I want to be enjoyable. People want to enjoy this stuff, and that's what, that's what I'm there in my mind to try to do is enhance the enjoyment for everybody. I remember vividly, and I think all of us as announcers have these stories that, you know, those panic moments where you're like, oh, God, I'm pretty sure I got it wrong. And it happened to me at Northfield Park about a year and a half ago. And the outside edge at Northfield is just the way it is. I mean, it's just the way, you know, the way the announcer's booth is set. I mean, we've all been in announcer's booths that are kind of off center a little bit. And, you know, I, I made a call and I looked at the TV and I went, Oh dear God, I think I made a mistake. <laughs> and I think we've all been there and you're, I couldn't, you couldn't be more right about, you just want to get it right and make sure that you're professional about it. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's funny because again, going back to bullet Bob, he told me one time, don't be a hero. You know, if you're not sure, right. give give us their heads apart, too close to call, and that kind of thing. And even though I, I, I remember that still to this day, um, I'm on this wire, you know, 13 races a day, four days a week for 15 years. I got a pretty good eye for our line. Um, you know, that doesn't mean I'm, I'm never going to miss one, uh, but I feel pretty <laughs> right. confident at the line that I'm going to be able to get it. Um, so, so I try to do that. But, but then again, if, if in doubt, I'd rather not be wrong. <laughs> right, right. Well, Mike, listen, good luck to you guys coming up uh, in your 79th season. I got to get out there. I've never been to Saratoga um, one of these days. And uh, you know what? Maybe I'll pop in this year at some point. You should. You should pop over. Um, we can go grab a nice dinner in the clubhouse and, uh, and, and enjoy a night of racing. It's, um, yeah, I, I think you'd be impressed. Honestly, it's, it's a really, really nice track to, to watch a race, um, to, to bet a race, to be at. It, it really, truly is a facility. Um, that, that I think you would enjoy, um, and all harness racing fans. And I, you know, again, we've all been to a lot of different tracks. Uh, but when, when people come to the track, they would say, wow, this is really nice. You know? So I, I think, I think you'd probably have a similar, similar, uh, mindset if, if you come visit. So pop in and come say hello. And, uh, you know, we'll have a, we'll have a night out. All right. Sounds like a plan, man. Uh, thanks so much for taking time out of your morning. I know you guys are busy getting ready for the season and uh, good luck coming up. First morning line will be made here in the next uh, few hours. So we're looking right. forward to it. I appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we'll speak soon. All right, Mike. Thanks so much, man. Take care. 
All right. Mike Sardella, the track announcer at Saratoga Hotel and Casino. Lots left to come in this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. Jim Miller will be joining the program as he joins from Hawthorne Racecourse. He created a lot of buzz on social media with the announcement of a pick six wager that will go back to the traditional roots a little bit. We'll talk more about that on the backside of this commercial. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by the USTA and Bet America. We'll be right back. Every dream has a start, and this one is ours. To trot and pace fast, faster than all the others, and maybe faster than any horse ever has. With every stride, 1,200 pounds of pure equine determination. In every turn, there's a tale. Every bet is a hope. No five-year returns, no annuities, 401ks. Return on investment comes in seconds. Maybe they say that the odds are against you. But you know nothing great comes easy. Winners don't second-guess. They sprint through openings and dig in deeper when the going's tough. No horse ever rides alone. The owners, the driver, the groom, and you. There are no sidelines here. The world is often full of many compromises, but not here. Not on this day. Not in this race. Not with this horse. Not in this sport. Once you feel it, it becomes you. Once you become it, your dream becomes ours. This is Harness Racing. We welcome you to the Harness Racing Fan Zone. See it all for yourself. Feel it in all the passion. Share that experience with others. And be a part of it all. The Harness Racing Fan Zone puts you in the driver's seat. Hey, racing fans. We all know the ride begins well before the starting gate. Stay warmed up around the clock at PennHorseRacing.com, your home for all things harness and thoroughbred racing. PennHorseRacing.com gives you the inside track on betting, industry events, breeding, news, and more. You know, everything that'll give you an edge come post time. Visit PennHorseRacing.com today. Brought to you by the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Southern Oaks has been the winter home of many great horses competing in several different stakes programs. It's home to leading trainers such as Irv Miller, John Shane, Eddie Lohmeyer, and Ian Moore, just to name a few. The farm is conveniently located within 45 minutes of both the Orlando Airport and Daytona Beach in sunny Florida. Southern Oaks, arguably the best training service in all of Florida, has stalls for rent for the winter season. For more information, visit southernoakstraining.com. That's southernoakstraining.com. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. 
Jimmy Freight is new to Ontario in 2020. Jimmy Freight is the richest and fastest son of a sports writer and was the O'Brien three-year-old called Pacer of the Year and won multiple stakes at ages two, three, and four. And Jimmy Freight turns on the Jimmy Jet by a length and a half in 148-1. Jimmy Freight at 10-1 to to win the Dayton Pacing Derby. He stands his first season in 2020. For booking information on Jimmy Freight, please visit winbackfarm.com. Limited shares available. Go to winbackfarm.com. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the USTA and Bet America. Mike Carter joining you live from the Post Time with Mike and Mike Studios. Lots of great action coming up still yet to come as we're joined now by Jim Miller. And we've introduced everybody with their job titles, but Jim, you've got the <laughs> Jack of All Trades uh, title. So we're we're, gonna, we're just going to you you call races, you direct racing a little bit, you do you're a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, Mike. Uh, I do do a little bit of everything. I'm the stall man here at Hawthorne Horseman's Relations, publicity, racing analyst, backup announcer. Uh, there's a lot of other things. I run the state fairs here in Illinois, too. So, yeah, they keep me busy. I'm on the I'm one of our directors for the USTA and uh, oh, yeah. really enjoy that, too. So it's uh, it's one of the things that, uh, yeah, I'm, de- I'm definitely busy. That's a good way to put it as a jack of all trades. <laughs> well, let's talk about opening weekend. Uh, you created a little bit of buzz on social media. We'll get to that in a second, but let's talk yep. a little bit about opening weekend. Saturday night, 11 races on tap, some pretty full fields, uh, an open trot, an open pace, uh, lots of great things coming up from the racing standpoint of things. But this is the first time you guys have had an extended harness meet. Kind of allude to that a little right. bit and uh, tell us a little bit about what brought that on. Yeah, and the good thing about the extended harness meet is it is for a good reason here in Illinois, and that's because we're getting ready to uh, start construction on a uh, racing-slash-casino-slash-sportsbook facility here at Hawthorne. So because of that, it would have made it really hard to run our traditional spring thoroughbred meet with the horses training on the racetrack and racing during the day because you just can't get work done on the facility. So with our standard bred horses, we're able to race at night, we're able to race on weekends, and the schedule just worked out a little bit better. So because of that, we are starting much earlier. Typically, we'd start that first weekend in May with harness racing, but this year we're starting that second week of February. We're going to go for almost eight months here in the state of Illinois, and it's something really that that the Illinois standard bred horsemen definitely need. Um, It's created some buzz here for racing in the state, and and it's not only helped for what we're going to see on the racetrack, but the breeding's picked up here in the state. There's anticipation now, and it's anticipation in a good way, and that's really what we're looking forward to here at Hawthorne. Now, 11 races on tap coming up this weekend. And like you said, you know, one of the big things about Illinois um, racing is that the horsemen have really kind of stood by Mm -hmm. Illinois as a whole. Um, They stick by you guys through Decoying and Springfield and, you know, all the big fair dates. And, you know, you guys have a very supportive horsemen's organization out in Illinois. Right, and we really do, and that's one thing that's really been beneficial to us here in Illinois, and, and it's been tough for them. I mean, they, they've they had to make the adjustment from going to what, what was year-round racing at Maywood Park and Balmoral Park to being cut back to about five months to trying to work out a schedule that is really going to work out for everybody, but they have stuck by us, and we got hurt on the breeding end of things for a couple of years. The full count is down here in Illinois this year, and that'll be the one thing that's a little bit tougher, but the good thing, too, is with the announcement of this casino expansion and the gaming here at the racetracks is your full count coming up. Now it has more than doubled. So the full crop is heading in the right direction. So that is a good thing to see in years to come. And we'll be down this year and next year, but then things will start to return to, to 
better numbers, but that, that really is a credit to the horsemen because they have stuck it out through some very tough times. We want to try to help them in return. So we've been able to, despite having added racing days for this year, we're able to keep purse levels at, at the same level as last year. We're able to offer races like what you saw with the open pace and open trot this weekend. And that's something that you want to see every weekend. And the other thing here in the state of Illinois, when we do our stake schedule right now, everything is for the state bred horses. So we want to help these guys out. They've stuck by us through thick and thin, and we really just want to return the favor. Now, Jim, you created a little bit of buzz on social media this past week with the announcement of a return of what I would call a wager that is kind of, uh, you know, kind of going back to horse racing's roots a little bit, a $2 pick six yep. wager, it's non-jackpot. It's one of those wagers that will have a uh, minor pool and a major pool. We'll get that in a second, but you've gotten yep. some mixed reactions uh, from that. But before we get into those, what, uh, what brought this on and where did this idea kind of come from? You know what, it, it came directly from me, and I'm one of those just because I, I have played the races over the years and that, and I really do like multi-race wagers, but I am not a fan of jackpot wagers, and I understand that there are people that do like them, and there are certain locations and certain wagers where a jackpot does work, but I, I'm personally, as a player, I wouldn't jump into that wager until you had a mandatory payout. So I look at these wagers here and with the introduction of the pick six, it is, it's going back to a little bit of a traditional type of thing. And we have had mixed reviews. Some people say $2 is a little bit too expensive. Others would try to see one 20 cents or 50 cents for a minimum. My belief is with the $2 pick six wager, it is a tougher wager to hit. You do have to spend a little bit more to get those multiple combinations, but at the same time, by not attaching the jackpot to it, I do still think it's going to create carryovers and create them a little bit more quickly because of the two dollar base minimum but people will jump into it because if you hit six to six and multiple people hit six to six it's still paying out and that really is the key with what we're trying for this wager we didn't offer any type of pick six in the past on our harness meets so we're going to jump back in try to go a little bit back to our roots a little bit a little bit of the uh, traditional route and we'll see if it takes off or not one of the things I've noticed about, and I'll use, uh, and I was been talking about Buffalo Raceways Pick Five last night, and uh, because with a six thousand dollar carryover, they created twenty thousand in new money, and right. you know the value that is presented when there's a carryover situation is unheralded in a lot of situations, and what I feel like this Pick Six is going to kind of do is, you know, say it carries over five, six, seven nights, whatever it is, right. and you know that you get a lot of people not getting a whole lot of out of it. And then all of a sudden you get, you know, for whatever reason, six chalky races in a row and first or second choice win every race. Now all of a sudden my ten or twelve dollar ticket is instead of it being worth fifty or sixty dollars, gonna be worth two, three, maybe even four hundred dollars, all because right. of an enhanced uh, carryover situation. Yeah, and that's kind of the key to it. And on top of it, we want to make sure that those that do play these pools and do follow them are able to get that return if, say, somebody does hit six of six and you've been playing and you do get five of six. So we are going to offer that minor pool as well. And really, the, the way we're going to do it, you're going to have, after your takeout, 50% of the pool will be the major pool. That will go to either a six of six winner or it will go towards the carryover for the next day if there's no six of six. But every single day, you're going to have that 50% of the pool that will create your minor pool. So that'll be either your most winners if there's not a six of six or your consolation payouts on those nights when there is a six of six. So it really does reward those people that are following it night after night after night. May not get there, but do get close. At least they're going to get a little bit something in return. You know, it's funny that as we were talking and as I brought you on the program, I got Hawthorne's uh, – 
Hawthorne's uh, email blast while we were sitting yep. here. I wonder what the coincidence is there. But uh, anyways, you guys will race two nights a week in February. It right. looks like you switch back to three nights a week come March. Um, you know, the, the Hawthorne meet from every aspect is one that I personally look forward to. It's mile track racing. I know a lot of people are in love with that mile track racing. But you guys hit yep. kind of a niche uh, in the wagering from a wagering standpoint when a lot of the tracks on the East Coast finish around 1130, 12 o'clock eastern time you guys are still able to kind of go and you guys go with the cal expos mm-hmm. and the low south so you guys still get a lot of that california pull yeah and that's one of the things too that we really do focus on it's another one of my duties if you see if you watch my setup at my desk here at hawthorne i'll have two tvs on my desk four more tvs on a wall and it has all the other signals up there and we do it for a reason we want to try to avoid everybody else we realize where we fall in in regards to the meadowlands in regards to woodbine in regards to yonkers and that early in the night and then later in the night like you mentioned Cal Expo and Los Alamitos. And the thing that's the most infuriating to any player out there is if you're trying to play multiple tracks and they're racing right on top of one another. So we really do focus on these signals and we're not going to be right every single time. There'll be delays at times, but we do work with the other racetracks. They communicate with us. We're able to time when horses go onto the racetrack, when horses go to the starting car, we call them to the starting car based upon where other racetracks are, but it does. It works out really nicely. Your first half of the card works with those East Coast tracks. Your second half of the card works with the West Coast tracks. And for us, when our second half of the card is more of that stacked half with your larger fields, it really does work out nicely later in the night as things kind of tail off out east and there's a few less signals out there. But you you definitely do see that handle pick up the second half of the card. I know I've been one too, and I, I Gabe Pruitt and I have, you know, we, we call each other or used to call each other when I was in Northfield. Sometimes I know I've yep. texted you and said, "Hey, what, you know, what are we doing here?" So I, so we right. can kind of plan, especially later at night, because, you know, working with each other in a lot of these situations creates more handle and then more betting interest at the same time. Right, and that's where you want, and you want everybody to succeed. That's that, that's the most important thing. If there's interest in the sport, it doesn't matter what racetrack it's at. There's going to be interest in the sport, and that's what you want to create. And the last thing you want to see is Meadowlands, Yonkers, and Hawthorne all racing right on top of one another. So it's something that has worked out really nicely. I, I've, I'm in communication with Jason Settlemore over at the Meadowlands, and he'll say, okay, hey, we've, we have rain tonight. Post parades are going to be short. Well, we can adjust around that, and we'll do the same and vice versa. So it really does work out well having that communication within the industry. And I'll tell you this, Mike, you have a lot more of that on the harness end than you do on the thoroughbred end. It's a lot more guessing on the thoroughbred end, but on the harness end, because you have the starting car, because you can gauge a little bit in your communication, it is much more beneficial on that. And and I really do think it helps everybody throughout the industry. All right, Jim. Well, listen, good luck to you guys coming up with your season at Hawthorne Racecourse. I'm looking forward to seeing some of the racing action and reading some of the stories. And uh, listen, man, if anybody wants to follow you on social media, we know you're pretty active. Where can they follow you? Yeah, they can find me at Hawthorne Gym. I have that uh, always up on my computer. If people ask questions, good, bad, and different, I'll, I'll definitely answer them because I know not not everything is great out there either. But if people do ask questions, they can find me right there at Hawthorne Gym. All right, Jim. Thanks so much for uh, taking time out of your morning, and uh, best of luck to you guys coming up this weekend. You got it. Thanks, and look forward to talking to you guys during the season. All right, Jim Miller, the jack of all trades at Hawthorne Racecourse. We're going to take one more time out. When we come back, Jessica Otten is in the on-deck circle. You've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by the USTA in Bet America. We'll be right back.
Jimmy Freight is new to Ontario in 2020. Jimmy Freight is the richest and fastest son of a sports rider and was the O'Brien three-year-old called Pacer of the Year and won multiple stakes at ages two, three, and four. And Jimmy Freight turns on the Jimmy Jet by a length and a half in 148-1. Jimmy Freight at 10-1 to to win the Dayton Pacing Derby. He stands his first season in 2020. For booking information on Jimmy Freight, please visit winbackfarm.com. Limited shares available. Go to winbackfarm.com. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Southern Oaks has been the winter home of many great horses competing in several different stakes programs. It's home to leading trainers such as Irv Miller, John Shane, Eddie Lohmeyer, and Ian Moore, just to name a few. The farm is conveniently located within 45 minutes of both the Orlando Airport and Daytona Beach in sunny Florida. Southern Oaks, arguably the best training service in all of Florida, has stalls for rent for the winter season. For more information, visit southernoakstraining.com. That's southernoakstraining.com. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Jessica Otten is in the on-deck circle for Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment. Jessica, what's going on? Oh, nothing. How are you today? Not too bad. Well, listen, you know, you, you used to do a little bit of work with this show, so I'm going to turn it over to you. You're hosting now, okay? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're doing some great things out at Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment, but we want to talk a little bit about the post-time and wagering changes uh, that took place this past weekend. Give us a little bit of insight as to what it went into that decision and uh, how it went for you guys this weekend. Um, I'm not sure what went into the decision, but I was uh, very excited to see a couple of the new wagers that we have put out there on our wagering menu. We changed our post time to 6.55. Um, we added a pick six, another pick four, rolling pick threes. Um, I think it went really well. I'm a fan of the pick four, so I was really excited to see them add another pick four, definitely towards the later end of the card. Now, one thing I was just talking with Jim Miller about a little bit, Jess, is um, the pick return of the traditional pick six wager. Now, you guys have added a pick six wager uh, to your program as well. Tell us a little bit about that and, you know, kind of, uh, you know, how that did this weekend. Obviously, it was the first weekend of that pick six wager. Did the uh, betters respond well? Uh, yeah, I think so. It's a 20 cent uh, base wager. It's races four through nine now um, here. And Friday, the pool is just over 17,000. And Saturday, the pool is just under 25,000. The payout Saturday was 20,000. Um, I think they responded very well. It was the first weekend, so it's definitely a, a test for it all. But I think they responded well. We've got a lot of good feedback from it. So I think with um, with the Grand Circuit races coming, you know, you're coming up soon in May, uh, I think it'll definitely be something that the horse players will get more involved in. The Meadowlands kicks off their championship meet coming up throughout April and May. Lots of great things coming up at Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment over the next couple of months. And, you know, one thing about, uh, you know, one thing about the Meadowlands is the marketing presence has been just absolutely phenomenal, um, you know, for, for a long, long time. And, 
you know, one thing you guys are working on promoting right now is the World Harness Handicapping Championship. And you guys actually have another uh, qualifier coming up here soon. Yes, February 22nd, um, a qualifier for the WHHC. There's two um, seats up for grabs. I believe it's a $200 entry for that. So if you're near here, be here by 6.50, 6.45 um, to get signed up. It's definitely – it's fun. We have a lot of competitive races throughout the night. So um, it could be a little a little interesting and tricky for horse players. But I think it's a lot of fun. And we get a lot of good feedback from it as well. So our next qualifier here at the Meadowlands is February 22nd. Speaking of racing that can be a little bit challenging, you talked a little bit about how tough it can be for the gambler a little bit, but you guys have your fair share of prices, price plays, and your uh, favorites. That's going to be healthy for the wagering pools as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, last weekend, I think Dave Brower and I were both alive in the pick four um, on Friday night. Come the last, like, I think a six or seven to one shot won it. But it made the payout over $700. And it was a horse that fit the race, definitely. But I thought there were a couple other ones in there that could beat him. But it's, um, it makes the wagering standpoint a little different. Our, uh, our fields and our classes here are so competitive that, you know, for um, budgetary reasons on those pick four tickets and pick five tickets, you have to kind of cut a couple of them out. But then again, you don't know which ones to cut out because it is so competitive here lately. Budgetary reasons. What's a budget? Come on. Uh, budgetary reasons. <laughs> Spend a couple hundred, will you? Uh, I like to keep like my pick five to get under 30 and my pick four to get under like 20 if I can in between 20 and 25. Listen, I don't blame you there. You know, I, I, I'm a big proponent of if you're going to be a public handicapper, you can't pick everybody. And granted, you want to give out winning tickets, but if you give out a, a new player a $100 ticket, I mean, who, who, who's going to play that? I'd be more than likely to play a $20 ticket than I would 100 Right. I, I was watching somewhere. I can't remember where it was, but they put up a, a pick five ticket, and it was $1,800. But it was a winner for, like, 42000 But your <laughs> average gambler, the newcomer fan, isn't going to pay $1,800 for a pick five ticket. And that's not really handicapping a card when you can put all, 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 all on it. So we try to make things um, a little budgetary for the, the people around here and have some fun with it. All right, Jess. Well, what else is coming up at Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment? Lots of great things coming up. Uh, what else do you guys have to offer in the next couple of weeks? Uh, well, I, like I mentioned earlier, we have the rolling pick threes. People like to seem, seem to like those. Um, our pregame show starts at 622 now, so be sure to turn, tune into that. Um, Drew Monty is in the Salky this coming Saturday, so if any of the fans out there have any questions for him, um, be sure to tweet us at the Meadowlands or comment on our Facebook post. Um, and speaking of social media, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, if you are a, a, a gambler, I guess you could say, uh, we put out all of our tickets, best bets, long shots, price plays, pick five tickets, um, pick four tickets, and, you know, horses that we've been watching. So we're very active on social media, so be sure to give us a follow then. And then we also do the Can-Am pick four every Saturday night with Woodbine Mohawk Park. It's races 10 and 11 there and 11 and 12 here. So it's a 20 cent base wager and it's a low 15% takeout as well. So that's a lot of fun. We get to team with them up there. All right, Jess, thanks so much for taking time out of your morning to join us. I know you're pretty busy out at, there at the Meadowlands and uh, we're looking forward to lots of great things coming up over the next couple of months. Yeah, we're definitely excited for um, summer to come around grand circuit races to get here and all of our events to happen. So we can't wait. All right. Jess Cotton from Meadowlands racing and entertainment. Lots of great things. 
coming up from the Meadowlands. We're going to take one final time out. When we come back, we'll wrap this thing up. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by the USTA and Bet America. Back in the flash. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has the power to bring a life-changing experience to any child. We introduce youth to the horses and skills that build confidence, friendships, and a lifelong love of harness racing. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Check out the complete list of Harness Horse Youth Foundation camps and activities at hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspire, is your home for daily thoroughbred horse racing conversation. Join host Jason Beam as he discusses racing from around the country, interviews jockeys, trainers, media personalities, and horse players every Monday through Friday. The show can be found at Twinspires.com or on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspire. back in this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by the USTA and Bet America. Special thanks to all of our guests for taking time out of their day to join us here this morning. See everybody back here next Thursday. First post is 1030. No!